The Culture Coaching Lab. Go to www.culturecoachinglab.com. Go there today. Self-paced online masterclass courses that are designed for you to build your skill of multicultural leadership. It's live. Let's go. Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and come froms in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. I am so delighted to be with you today. Thank you for taking the time, particularly here in December. Uh, I don't know about you, but for uh, my office and my team, uh, once December hits, we slow down. Uh, We slow way down. Um, Usually my clients are also doing the same, and it's a really great time uh, for me in particular to give myself some space to think um, particularly this past year, 2023, as I've been reflecting, um, I've had a lot of travel. Uh, I've worked with some incredible people this year, uh, and it's been uh, a lot. And uh, being uh, in culture work, being a culture coach, um, you know, there is always a both a work as well as a personal side uh, to this work that I do and being able to slow down and take some space in December uh, not only helps me to think about what is best for you uh, when you and I work together, uh, but also it it really helps me care for my own soul uh, and my own uh, kind of cultural experience as well because during the year, um, and I've mentioned this to people who have wanted to do this work, during the year, uh, this work that I do is service. And so uh, many times, uh, well, almost all the time, uh, when I am working with clients, uh, I do a lot of stepping outside of uh, my own uh, preferences, my own opinions about things in order to be of service, particularly cross-culturally. And uh, so uh, December is really a time that I kind of uh, can work and do my own work uh, to come back into alignment uh, in a lot of ways. So uh, I don't know how December has been for you, but so far for me, it's been fantastic. Uh, so I, again, just really appreciate you taking the time to uh, listen to the podcast. Here's something I'd love to ask you to do um, is if you listen to the podcast every week, And if you're getting uh, a lot of value, a lot of encouragement from the conversations that we've been having, uh, I want to know if you would be willing to tell one or two people about it. Um, I've been uh, delighted about the growth of the podcast this year. Uh, We are in season four, about to start season five in January. And uh, I would really love it if more people got to hear 
uh, some of the conversations uh, that you and I are having every week. So if there is something that you like or you really enjoy the podcast, would you just tell one or two people uh, in your network today about the podcast? Uh, Maybe there's a favorite one that you have that you could send to them uh, so that they could subscribe uh, and get uh, the podcast every week and we can continue to grow our work together. So if you would do that, that would be stellar for me. Uh, Thank you so much. We have been in a bit of a three-week series. This is the third week of asking the question, uh, closer or further away, are the decisions that you are making uh, to try to reach your diversity or cultural work outcomes, are those decisions moving you closer or further away from those outcomes? It's an easy uh, question to ask yourself. It may not always have an easy answer. Sometimes it does, but not always. Uh, But it's a good question that you and I can keep asking ourselves as we are doing our good culture work. Uh, The first week we talked about structures. Uh, Last week we talked about available positions. And today what I want to talk to you about is networks. Uh, When I work with uh, my clients, when I am uh, being interviewed uh, on other people's podcasts or when I'm mentoring, whatever it is, uh, what continues to come up is this belief that uh, there are just not enough people, that there are not enough people to fill positions, that there are not enough uh, people who are talented and skilled to do the work that needs to be done. Uh, from different kinds of cultures. And uh, what I would challenge you with today, if you have held that belief before, or if you do currently hold that belief, is to consider that maybe it's not that people don't exist. Maybe it's just that you don't recognize how monocultural your network actually is. It's possible that you don't recognize how monocultural your systems have been uh, in finding people or uh, expanding your own network. Uh, Particularly if you come from the majority culture, a lot of times uh, it can be tricky to be aware of that at first, right? Because when you're in your own networks, uh, you can look at them as just being kind of normal, quote, normal uh, networks. Uh, But those of us who have grown up Uh, or or in minority cultures, um, we know how important it is to have a diverse network. And so today, what I want to talk to you about is I want you to look at your networks. If you are having a problem finding people or you're having a a problem um, understanding uh, certain things or knowing what matters to uh, workers, people who would enter your talent pool for you to hire, Um, from different cultures, I want you to really look at your networks. And I want to talk about three areas with networks um, that could really be beneficial to you. Okay, here's number one, conferences. Now, when I talk about conferences, I really want to talk about uh, kind of throwing into the mix conferences, um, training programs, those sorts of things. Uh, what I have found is that uh, if you've been in a, a mostly monocultural network, whatever that is, is that 
all of the opportunities that come your way, uh, whether that be marketed to you on social media or online through email, uh, or recommended to you by colleagues in your field, it's a very good chance that those conferences, those training events, even a just a bona fide networking event are going to be monocultural. It's a very good possibility that when you show up, when you show up to a room, there will be people there mostly that look like you uh, and that are from your culture group. And so what I want you to do is I want you to take an honest look at uh, any gathering or conference that you went to in 2023, or even the ones that you plan to attend in 2024. I want you to go, I want you to look at the speaker lineup, and I want you to see if it's diverse. I want you to see if there are different kinds of people from different culture groups who are either presenting um, or attending, whatever it is, I want you to take an honest look at that and see. Now, why, why is this important, right? You might be saying, it's just a conference, what's the big deal? Well, the thing is, is that if every single year, you as a budding multicultural leader are always attending things or attending training events from people that look just like you, if you then go over time and look at uh, maybe a three-year period, what you're gonna see is that the ideas, um, the implementations, the uh, things that you hear at training events and conferences, if they're only coming from one type of person, it means that you are only getting one perspective. And remember, we've talked about this on other podcasts. What that could turn into is that what you will hear from monocultural voices that come from one people group is that the way that they say to do it uh, becomes the right way or standard or uh, you know industry standard it becomes the right way instead of a way you and i as multicultural leaders we have to immerse ourselves in something different you and i as multicultural leaders we have to go find places where different kinds of people are gathering together and if we can't find them all under the same roof we need to make sure that throughout the calendar year when you and i are, are planning for our own growth that we are being exposed to some different kinds of thinking and insights from people that look different than us so Check your conferences, check your training. Uh, what is it that you are being exposed to? And are those events where you will ultimately meet people and hear insights, are they monocultural? Here's the second thing I wanna bring up to you, and that is mentorship and coaching. Mentorship and coaching. Uh, hopefully, particularly if you are listening to me and you are uh, a CEO or a president of a company, or even if you are an executive leader in a C-suite, that you have access to your own coach. Uh, I'm not just saying that because I, I am a coach, uh, but I believe that as we go forward, that this is gonna be one of the most important things that you will want to invest in as a leader. Honestly, no matter where you are on the org chart, no matter what your, your, 
your title is. Some of you may be listening to me and think, you know, well, I just work in, you know, fill in the blank department. (laughs) You know, nobody cares about my growth or whatever. Get a coach, get someone like me, get someone like, I don't know, somebody else that you trust, right? Depending on where you're trying to grow. But for many of us, we have to be careful because if our, our mentorship and coaching exposure uh, is only by people that look like us, remember, that will continue to uh, breed in us that there is only one way that is now considered the right way uh, to do a thing or to grow in our craft or to grow in our industry. Mentorship and coaching is actually a brilliant way to expand your exposure to uh, multicultural leaders. You could have a coach that comes from a different ethnic group than you. Have a mentor that you can get together with maybe once a month or something like that and ask them about how they see the industry, how they see the world, how they see social events going on. Uh, in, in in some circles, I remember in uh, uh, corporate uh, faith circles uh, that I've been a part of in the past, we would refer to this as uh, a sitting at the feet of or sitting, uh, placing yourself up under uh, the, the leadership, the mentoring, the coaching of someone that doesn't look like you. It's one of the best ways to expand your networks. Why? Well, because if you have a mentor or a coach that is from a different ethnic ethnic group than you or uh, different come from, different leadership style, that person is going to know other people that they can expose you to as well. So mentorship and coaching, very important part of the network to expand. The last thing is uh, your reading and books. Um, I oftentimes, uh, I I love when I go into a leader's office and they have a a bookshelf full of things. Uh, if you come into my office today, you would see a bookshelf full of things, (laughs) all kinds of stuff. Um, there's leadership books, uh, there is, uh, let's see what else. There's some spiritual books. There's a NASCAR book. There's a branding book. Uh, (laughs) there's just all kinds of things on my shelf. And oftentimes when I will enter the office of a leader, I will check out kind of what are they reading. And this is a really good exercise for you to look on your own uh, bookshelf. Look at the books that you're reading. Look at the magazines you're reading. Look at uh, what you are being exposed to. Look at the people that you follow on LinkedIn, uh, wherever you kind of get this information and take stock and see if, you know, are all of the authors or most of the authors on your bookshelf, um, are they people that are from your come from? How diverse is your bookshelf? That will actually help you know uh, how well you are developing as a multicultural leader. If you look on your bookshelf and there's just, you know, books from people that just look like you, think like you, act like you, vote like you, um, something could be missing. Uh, we, as multicultural leaders, we want to make sure that we are open enough to learn from different leadership styles and different ways of being, different ways of building business, different ways of leading people. This is what it means to be a multicultural leader. And so 
I want to encourage you, even as we are winding down here to the end of the year, to take some stock. Um, if you have struggled this year with kind of this sense of, I don't know where to find the people, or uh, if you look at your world and you're like, man, I just pretty much hang out with people that look like me, take stock of your networks, conferences, mentorship and coaching, and what are you reading? What are the books on your shelf? Go take a look, go take stock. Now, remember, I'm going to tell you this every single time that we are together. Uh, if you, uh, after taking stock, you come to a place where you're like, man, my, my world is still really multi, uh, monocultural. I thought I was making progress. Don't go there with yourself. Okay. Just receive the answers to these questions. And even the last three weeks, uh, as I've been leading you through some things to think of, receive it as information, information that will help you then determine what is the next step. Okay. So remember, um, uh, remember to continue uh, to place a priority on expanding your network, particularly as you are looking forward to 2024. How can you grow in some of these areas that I mentioned today? Where is there room for expansion for you uh, and for me? Awesome. So uh, just a couple of things I want to remind you of today. Just remember you can do it. Uh, you can do it. You are doing it uh, little by little. Remember, it's compounding good. That's how you become uh, an extraordinary multicultural leader. That is how your organization becomes more diverse is compounding good. It's doing the stuff um, that nobody's going to want to read about in a paper. Um, nobody's going to want to kind of talk about on social media. It's the day in, day out compounding cultural good that is actually going to get you uh, to the results, the desired results that you want. Okay. So just remember that. Also remember that a really great way for you to build your multi multicultural leadership skill uh, for yourself and for your team is to go to culturecoachinglab.com, go purchase an online course and let me know there. You can send me a message there. Um, let me know if you would like to be a part uh, of engaging with me in 2024. And let me also remind you that um, the work that I do is I work with clients uh, throughout the year. Uh, you can work with me uh, for anywhere, usually from about 12 months to um, 14 months, 15 months, whatever it is, you and I can work together. You can have access to me as your culture coach, um, through, uh, uh, contract work. So you can send me a message on nikkilearner.com, hit the contact page. That email goes directly to me. Uh, and we can talk about work together in 2024 and beyond. Uh, we can plan for that right now. So just remember that I'm a resource for you. Uh, I will say that uh, here at the end of 2023, going into 2024, I believe that uh, every leader, every senior leader particularly, should have a culture coach uh, that they work with, a diversity coach that they can call at any point and say, help me, uh, help me figure this out. How should I say this? What, what is it that I need to understand? Uh, I think it is one of the best assets that you can invest in uh, going forward in your leadership. Okay. I look forward to seeing you soon. Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. 
If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at NikkiLearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week. This episode of the Culture Coach podcast is sponsored by Timekeeper Financial Solutions. Timekeeper helps creatives and small business owners keep their financial books in order so that you can do what you're great at. Timekeeperfinancial.com, keeping count of what counts.